Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, the cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown. Kentucky. Touchdown. Kentucky. <laughs> Victory. Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want. You dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish. There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy, happy Tuesday to you. September 13th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen to start your beautiful, kind of chilly morning. Mm, Love it. Weather was just unbelievable yesterday. It's going to be more of the same today, and that's just great, great news. Nick Roush, how are you? Uh, I'm... I'm doing all right. Oh, whoa. Are you doing all right? <laughs> yeah. It sounds a little contradictory, doesn't it? It sounds very squeaky. I don't know what the hell that was. Let's get it out of it's here. Early. It's early. Your body your body doesn't even know what it's doing at this point. Don't don't sweat it, buddy. Oh man, I had a moment yesterday where I was I was hitting a proverbial wall after just lots of lots of content, lots of grinding. Uh drove back from Lexington, had to stop and pick up couple things uh from kroger for supper and as i got out of the car i was it was like we're i, I was in a different world it was so weird because i was really tired um also like kind of stiff from sitting in the car from driving back from lexington mm-hmm. felt like i was on drugs oh very weird whoa were, were you on drugs i wish <laughs> i was also in the car for like four hours yesterday just Driving all over. Yesterday was mostly Henry County for appraisals, but uh, and then I'll be doing going back there today and Pleasureville, yeah. which is always a pleasure. Shout out Pleasureville, always a pleasure. And, uh, and then tomorrow it's going to be like the Hardin and Nelson County routine. A lot of driving this week. I'm not. I'm not thrilled about it. You were driving. I'm driving. Scoots, were you were were you working? Like were you last scootering? Night? I was working, but I had to drive to and from work. That's true. So. That's, that's cool. That's true. Well, uh, I told them before I came in, them being Nick Roush and Justin Kalen, I'm TJ Walker. This is Kentucky Roll Call. I, uh, a lady throw, threw stuff at my car, or a thing at my car. I thought at first it was a rock. I don't think it was a rock, just with the the oomph on it, if you will. Mm-hmm. I think it was maybe like a piece of wood or a branch or something. And just like Anthony Richardson, nowhere close to my car. Mm. But I don't know what I did to the friendly people of Southern Indiana to have stuff thrown at my car at 6.55 a.m., 6.56 a.m., whatever time it was. I think you had the best um, guess in that she probably thought it was someone else. 
Yeah, well, I, I mean, that would make me feel like slightly better, right? Not yeah. just people are targeting random cars. And even if it hit again, assuming it wasn't a rock, but just by the velocity of it, I don't think it was. Uh, hopefully it wouldn't have done any damage. But we did have somebody that passed out on the, the porch of the studio like a month ago. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of looked kind of looked like her. Kind of looked like her. Did you ever at any point think about stopping rolling down your window and be like, what's the deal? No. Mm, can't reason with. No. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, it was dark outside. I just thought Beth, but I did like hit, sit in my car for an extra minute or two just to see if she was going to make her way down the street our way. Uh, she she did not. So uh, that that was good news. But eventful start to the morning, all, all the same. And we've got a lot to get to today. I kind of wanted to spend a little bit more time on NFL and some of the things we couldn't get to yesterday, just going bonkies over the UK-Florida win. Uh, but then all that being said, we have pretty significant and substantial UK football news that we could spend a lot of time on talking about today as is, but we will, we'll get to, we'll get to some of the other things and and we can start. Did you all Monday night football, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman. I liked it. Same. I only watched uh, the each team's first possessions. But I got, I got zero I, seconds I, in. I went to bed at like 8.50, How did the Broncos lose to the Seahawks? What the hell is going on here? Geno Smith looked really good. Okay. I mean. Not like for real, guys. I, I am I am a huge Geno hater, he but did, he looked good last night. I watched night. the highlights this morning, and everybody was raving about him. But I just see this from WDRB. Suspect in critical condition after early morning carjacking. At least, I guess it could have been worse for me. But, geez, that's horrible. I, good. um... I'm thinking that here's just a, an assumption, Scoots, of the Geno Smith uh, thing. Russell Wilson didn't play preseason. Joe Burrow didn't play preseason. Matt Stafford didn't play preseason. Maybe uh, they should have played preseason. Maybe. Maybe Geno Smith is. They're just waiting. They're, they're they're he's ahead right now. They'll catch up in three weeks, and the Seahawks will stink again. But you know, good for Seattle though to give a big old suck it to Russell Wilson and hand him an L. You know, I, back. I was wondering last night, why in the hell are we even having preseason if nobody's playing? Some have. Some have. But it's just your Geno Smith that have to fight for a job kind of deal. Mis- misread this. The carjacker is in critical condition. He shot himself accidentally after oh. trying to steal a car. Oh, Karma. man, that's hilarious. Karma. Actually, it doesn't say accidentally, I, I, but it doesn't say unaccidentally. But stole a car, police... Start. Oh, yeah. I may have just been trying to take himself out. Oh, no. Yeah, anyways. No. Okay. Move on. Gino. Back to him. I'm with it. <laughs> I love I love those Seahawks jerseys, by the way. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, in. Yeah. Yeah. I just think green and blue look really, really good together, and that's probably the extreme of those color combinations. But See, I think I would be okay if it was just like, like when they only do the highlighter pants, or maybe if they did the highlighter. That, That's what the wife said. She was like, just make the pants navy, or and then yeah. do the green jerseys, or, too, or navy jerseys with the green pants. But I, too I much. Liked it. Too I, much for me. It was a lot of fun. Were you all surprised they booed Russell Wilson as much as they did? Yes. I was too. Seahawks fans. Bunch of losers. Except well, for my friend who's a Seahawks fan. Because you would think they'd be like, hey, he got us the Super Bowl. But they're probably... It's, the wound is still fresh. I mean, not even just the Super Bowl, but wasn't he there like 10 years? Yeah, he's like their all-time leader in every passing statistic. Like, I, yeah, I, I would have thought they would have respected him last night. The thing but that would have bugged me with him would be just like 
that if Russell Wilson was still in Seattle, they would be contenders. Oh yeah, probably. I don't think they'd be. You know, probably one of your top three or five favorites in the NFC. But it'd be a team when you have Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, you Penny is running back. Team. Yeah, like yeah. that. That's a dangerous team if if the chips fall where they may, and you get some lucky breaks in the playoffs. And then you take away Russell, and it's like, ooh, okay, well. Maybe it's a playoff team, but even if it is, it's probably not one that's you can't you can't see Geno going into the playoffs and winning three or four games to get you to a Super Bowl or winning a Super Bowl. So I, I guess part of it for Seattle is like, hey, our window is still open, and he he elected to just to bounce to to leave that window open and go somewhere else. Which now, you know, the Broncos should be pretty good, but I I, I don't think the Seahawks are going to be all that great, even with the win last night. I don't think the Broncos are going to be bad, even with the loss last night. Uh, you can't go fumbling the ball on the end zone and not even give your chance. You get that you get that PI, which at that point everybody's thinking the Broncos are going to score, take the lead. Maybe, maybe just that will be that. Nope, that fumble was the the play of the game. I think they actually did that twice. They were the first team since 1987 to fumble on the goal line twice in a game. When was the what quarter was the first one? Uh, wasn't it the second? Was it? I, that was yeah. that was long gone. Yeah, I think it was the second quarter, and then they did it again. Maybe it was the third quarter. Yeah, it's not good. That's not, not good. That's not going to get it done. We weren't even alive the last time that happened. And then you all explained to me the last play if you all were up for it or, or remember it. But they kick a sixty-four yard field goal. So yeah, it was fourth and five. Um, I mean, in that spot, first of all, there's like seventeen seconds left, though, right? There was, I think. Yeah, yeah, there was there enough was time to maybe run one more play, yeah. get a oh, few more yards. Absolutely, and, and they, they had, had two timeouts. They had two timeouts. Yeah. yeah, so you got fourth and five. Russell Wilson's your quarterback. I'm going for it ten times out of ten for, versus a 64 yard yeah. field goal. Absolutely, yeah. I know <laughs> kickers are like better than they were back when we were youngins, but 64 yards. 64 though. yards. That's like at best a 20 percent chance, and that may be optimistic yeah. there. Yeah, you get ten more yards, you bring that bad boy to a 54 yarder. That's much more realistic in the NFL. That's still a long field goal, but. That's not – you see 54-yarders every week. That's, was, that's crazy. Did everybody rip him for this decision? I mean, Russell came out and said he thought it was the right decision, but I was I was losing my mind. I was like, what are they doing? This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Like, yeah, I there's one people kick- talking about that. I needed somebody that actually watched it to explain it to There me. is one kicker in the league that can consistently make that kick, and it's Justin, Justin Tucker. Tucker yeah. Like, that's yeah, it. That's it. Well, good to have football back. Uh I didn't watch any of the Manning broadcast, but heard great things about it all the same. Also, yeah, Saquon the, on. The, the Manning aspect, I'm less, like with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, I'm less likely to watch I it. I felt that way too. Same. Yeah. And I was like, it's nothing really against the Mannings. I think they have a good show, but just like the actual broadcast when you have good broadcasters is is fun to watch. And again, I really did enjoy, again. Especially like, growing watch. up with Buck and Aikman. I mean, they've been doing that for so long mm-hmm. together. You it know? was a little weird. Like I was like, is this... The Sunday four thirty game, or uh, right, you know, right. like I had to had to program my brain a little bit. Well, and I I know this isn't the first time it's happened because we I remember Pat Summerall and John Madden from Fox, but they did CBS and ABC before that. So it, yeah. you know, so there's been this is not the first time that NFL folks have had to readjust their kind of thinking with some of this stuff. What's well, going to be really Really different is, I mean, Sunday Night Football. I I, I didn't hear cough drop Collinsworth and Mike Tirico, um, <laughs> but having Al Michaels with Herb Street, like that actually could be really freaking awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. Two 
we don't know how it will really sound together, but yeah, two people that are great that you like listening to separately or in, in previous yeah, gigs. Right, so right. it seems like it would work out. What's Jason Witten up to? Oh, gosh. He, he went Booger. back to the Cowboys. What about Booger? Booger is like Monday Night Football pregame. Booger's terrible. And he does panel stuff. It, Booger was better than Jason Witten. And I hate saying that. You know, I like both. I like watching both those guys as players in their prime. But Jason Witten almost just looked like Ricky Bobby getting interviewed after his first win. You know who's <laughs> really good? Do I know where to put my hands? You know who's really, really good? Did not interview him? What's that? Did they just not interview Jason Witten as like, like a player? Yeah, I, I don't get. I, I no, because he. I've heard him do interviews where he was fine, like not the most. You know, he wouldn't have funny quotes and stuff like that. But he was all right. It's just I don't know if it was the cameras where he felt like this is a new gig. This is something different. I'm not talking about my experience. I'm talking about what everybody's viewing together. He was, and I say this respectfully, but he was pretty much as bad as I think ESPN's ever put in a, on a game. Yeah, almost as bad as Tony Kornheiser. What, what's he up to? Did Tony Kornhauser ever do games? Yeah. He, they, they did a three-man crew for a little while. It might have been Sunday Night Football, but it was like Kornheiser, I do uh, Ron right Jaworski, and um, Man. somebody else. That was rough. A little piece of trivia for your Tuesday. How old do you all think Tony Kornheiser is? 72. S- yeah, I was going to say in 72. 75. 74. Ooh. Good guesses, you right two. I would have think I easily would have been in 60s. Good job. Well, way to go. Scoot, what were you going to say? Uh, you know one broadcaster who's really grown on me the past couple of years? I think he does a phenomenal job. That's Greg Olson. Greg oh, Olson's I, I awesome. Like Greg, I like Greg Olson. I think he does a good job. Yeah. I've got a pretty low bar. Like you got to be kind of you got to really strike me the wrong way for me to be negative for commentating it for was, the most part. It was Kornheiser, Joe Theismann, and Mike Tirico. Started August 2015, or Under, excuse me, 2000, August 15th, 2008. And then he is stepping down. Where's the date? Uh, the headline says, See it, Tony Kornheiser. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Uh, 2009. So he got one season in. I wonder what Mike Tirico would say about that broadcasting team. If he was being honest. Not great, Bob. Yeah. Well, NFL. So, folks, the, the football bonanza has come to a close, unfortunately. Oh, two days without football. we got to go two days without football. I don't know what I we're going to do with ourselves. We did that last week, and then I, I, it, it did – oh, so this is this is every week now. Oh, yeah. Just two I mean, days without football. And then we it. get into uh, November, and you start getting action, and then college basketball Tuesday nights. Like, whew. But, hey, big stuff. This is our last Wednesday without Survivor. So we'll at least have our Wednesday void filled. Yeah, but I'm not happy that the challenge is doing a two-hour finale on – Nine at nine o'clock on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how past your bedtime. A lot of they they always they does they, too. they do. CBS always does that where it's like, all right, for twelve weeks, one hour episodes. This week, nothing happens, and then at the end, they're just like, we're just gonna put the final four episodes into a two hour window, and right, you know, right. it's gonna be that shove it down your throat. Yeah, like get spread, big spread it out a little bit. Sheesh, leash. But they do that because yeah, they've got Survivor and Amazing Race on dock. They got to get those ready to go. They've got it all scheduled out, but uh, I'm excited about Survivor and whatnot, but I'm most excited to see the end of this challenge, see who gets to represent the United States challenge team and the the world all-stars. If it's anybody but Tyson, I'm going to be ticked off. Ty- well, what about Angela? Angela, too. You yeah. misogynistic pig? Love Wow, Love misogynistic Angela. pig. <laughs> Love oink, Angela. Oink. Speaking of pigs... Cats had a nice gator roast. <laughs> I knew. Was that real? <laughs> I knew exactly where that was going. 
knew exactly where that was going. They even put like the little apple in its mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was, was a real part. That was a real picture. That yeah. was a real picture. And yeah, you could see the person wearing a UK shirt underneath their apron, like messing with the food. Like that was because I I double checked multiple times to make sure, but I was like, "Yep, that's it." And I think it's on a hot like plate or something like that. Yeah, like a warmer. Um, and is bacon wrapped? It was bacon wrapped up top. The thing that I don't know how they I mean, did it. Somebody pointed this out. They fried the tail, but then they roasted and bacon wrapped the its oh belly. I mean, how freaking awesome is that? Can, I don't eat. Can you eat the belly? I thought you could only eat the tail of gator. You are our native Floridian. So I, I want to say you can only eat the tail. It's not so really I was a native Floridian. Th- he did live there for a little. I bit. thought it was weird. I saw like pieces taken off the back. I was like, I don't think you can eat that. I was pretty sure you could eat pretty much any part of a gator, like hmm. similar to a cow. It's I would like say different, p- different, different tastes, different flavors, different parts of the meat. If you can get through the armor, I would I guess, say that's yeah. his knee. <laughs> 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 but bacon wrapped, like, oh, goodness gracious. Although, it's going to be really awkward if Florida beats UK next year and they just have a cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ne- after the Northern Illinois game, they've got dog. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez Louise. All right. We'll move past it. But that Can looked a li- penguins. That looked <laughs> 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 oh, it's a shame that Arkansas is not on the, on the schedule this season. Oh, oh, you yeah. just get a bunch of Chick Fil A after if you beat South Carolina. Oh yeah, you could you could have gotten a bigger gator Canes. though. They, I was well, a, I a little think baby a, gator, yeah, but maybe it's more tasteful. Well, that no. that was um, so Bourbon and Toulouse. Uh, they it was this was the first time in eighteen years they didn't have gator on the menu, and they said it's because the smaller gators that are typically used for food production, mm-hmm. uh, the fashion industry is buying up. Oh yeah! So now they're they're much harder to come by. I see a lot of gator, stupid fashion industry. Yeah, I'd I just think of Cruella Deville than, than wear it. Suck it, Cruella Deville. There was somebody on Hard Knocks that well, I, they may have bought them. Uh, was buying some new like cowboy boots and I think bought like gator skin cowboy boots. That's uh, the only like. What else would you make with gator skin besides cowboy boots? Like a vest or something. A jacket? Could you have a gator skin jacket? Yeah, I guess you could have a jacket. I don't know. I, mean, that's I don't just, know. I'm not, uh, I'm not the fashion expert here on any of that stuff. A yeah. belt. Purse. Belt, belt would be good. Yeah, purse. Yeah, but like, what women would be like, this is a gator skin purse? Oh, all kinds of them. Really? Yeah. Try living down in Florida. Yeah. They're, pr- they're yeah, proud of their I gators. Can, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the f- gator meat is one of my favorite, and I and I will say I think it's probably because I get to have it like once or twice a year so it's like kind of like a nice little treat yeah it's um it's something that i don't come across all that often but i love it i've I've had pretty much gator any way that you can eat it and there's only one type that i wasn't crazy about i don't think i'm saying it right but it was like gator sausage so i don't know what part of the meat it came or what part of the uh, probably it's knee like yeah, you said yeah. probably, probably ground knee. up the knee with some pork and then that was the only one that i was like yeah this isn't the best but like you know fried gator fried food fried food and then even just like non sausaged gator meat which again somebody that knows more about food or alligator would need to clarify or correct me on this cuz i know i'm not i'm talking out of my butt a little bit with it but gator meat love it uh, i wish i was invited to the uk football facility so i learned something every day apparently gator ribs are super good so yeah and that was the part that people yeah. were picking from for sure yeah but the tail's the most desirable. Very funny. Um, also, really, really, that was coming on the end, tail end of Mark Stoops' call-in show, which turned out to just be a party. 
uh, Kirk, Kirk Herbstreet called in, and uh, it was Kirk from Ohio. He wanted to congratulate him. There was a lot of butt slapping going on between Kirk and Mark, and then uh, it also provided Mark the opportunity to, to say, well, we they did the whole rat poison thing. It's like, well, we can't be having people pat us on the back this week and then be, have a letdown on Saturday. So um, there will be those lessons learned. But I, I love the buddy-buddy uh, relationship that Kirk and Mark have. It's great. Um, but he called in to congratulate him. Josh Allen called in to congratulate Stoops on his his uh, record-breaking win. Uh, just cool stuff. Cool stuff on the Mark Stoops calling show. Did not expect that. And that, that's what really makes um, really makes that win even more fun. We get to kind of – the fans get to kind of take a victory lap while uh, before Stoops uh, puts it on his uh, home hometown team, Youngstown State, when they come to town this Saturday. And even they, – they wouldn't say as much, but even like – the coaching staff and some of the players. Not that you can completely and totally overlook Youngstown State, but they could do like a cool video ceremony for Stoops before the game. Mm-hmm. They could present them with, you know, a ball or whatever they want to do. Right. Mitch Mitch Barnhart's favorite top button or something. And then they can probably just kind of exhale this week because, you know, they probably didn't get much sleep preparing for Florida, making sure the players, everything was ready for that game. Now you can kind of exhale Still get ready for this, and, and they're going to take a business approach, I'm sure. But you can have a little bit more fun, let your hair down just a little bit because you got that win. Then get a little bit more serious for Northern Illinois because it is a FC or an FBS team. Mm-hmm. Um, Youngstown State is not. Saw Youngstown, they're uh, top 20 in uh, Bill Connolly's SP Plus rankings for FCS teams. Okay. So, you know, they got they got some fight in them. Yeah, that win was huge for a variety of reasons. And then and then Northern Illinois, again, you, you're going to prepare for and you need to be ready for. But got a night you can, kickoff. You can, yeah, I hated Not, that. Yeah, so much. Uh, but um, top 10 team, you start getting played. You, you get thrown on ESPN2 in primetime instead of uh, a nooner. Yeah, I was hoping I probably will end up maybe not going to that. That's just a late night for Northern Illinois, but yeah, yeah. Um, but for people in Lexington, I'm sure a lot of folks love those those 7 p.m. games Some versus people, the yeah, noon a lot better, love the especially the students. All day tailgating, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I wasn't crazy about that, but that's all right. Um, that's fine. It'll hey, be noon this week. We seven sleep in after. May. We sleep in May. The big news from yesterday wasn't the alligator meat. Wasn't Kirk calling into the Mark Stoops call-in show? Roush, we finally got an end to the Chris Rodriguez saga. Yeah, and Mark Stoops said he found out ten minutes before the press conference. Ah, bull crap. He he. They found out when they found out with Jordan Wright. I mean, uh, yeah. just wanted to give Florida a little extra something to have to think about. Yeah, and I think also they were just waiting for what felt like a more appropriate time uh, to share it. Not going to have him for Northern Illinois or Youngstown State. Going to have him back at Ole Miss. And the the thing is, TJ, there was a lot of bouncing around for a while. And then, what was it, two weeks before the season, two or three weeks, we were told that it would be three or four games. Mm-hmm. Those were the rumors. Yes. Which I guess was probably coming from UK staff. Yes, exactly. And turned out to be true. Turned out to be true. So the best part is, is we can kind of just move past this. It doesn't have to linger any longer. Um I was fully prepared to just not get any updates from the press. Like I, I, I was just going to be content with like, okay, well, we'll have another Monday. He's just not going to be in the depth chart, and we'll just keep dealing with it. It's fine, whatever. Um, but UK, they, they gave us a nice little surprise. Said Chris, he's coming back, back for back, 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 back. 
Big game against Ole Miss. Scoots, should UK rather have Chris Rodriguez back against Northern Illinois so he could shake off some of the rust? Obviously, we don't think UK really needs him against Northern Illinois to get a win, but should UK want him back for that game so he could kind of get his feet underneath him? Or is the mystery going into Ole Miss without them having any sort of film to study on him? No idea how he's going to be used in a, with a new offensive coordinator system. Which which is better? Would it be better if he was back for Northern Illinois or the surprise going into the Ole Miss game? I mean, I think ideally you would want him to come back for Northern Illinois just to get those legs fresh, like you said. But I, I at the same time, think it can wait another week because Kentucky has found a way to win football games without him thus far. So if, if he is coming back in that fifth game, you would think that they're going to be able to integrate him and still find a way to win that game. That's my thought. Yeah, I, 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 I think I agree with you. In a perfect world, get him back. and Because I, I don't think, while I do love that Ole Miss is going to have no idea really what to expect from him, how much mm-hmm. he's going to play his first game back, how they're going to use him, and also, you know, they're going to be really emphasizing that to their defense that week without their defense really having an idea what it's going to look like. I would like for him to be able to shake off rust against an uh, inferior opponent. Just to, to have somebody try to tackle him. Like, when was the last time somebody tried to tackle Chris Rodriguez? Yeah, besides probably like a scrimmage, maybe. They don't tackle. Maybe. Like, do they even? Yeah, yeah they may I just don't even know if they let him, him. Yeah, I agree. Play. They don't, I don't tackle know, in I, practice? Never. Sometimes for your star players, you don't want them getting – I mean, he's been playing yeah. college football for a really long time. They, they, don't want unnecessary hits. They'll tackle in the preseason maybe once a week, Scoots, but ta- it's now just tapping off, gotcha. as they say. Yeah. yeah. I So I think it'd be better – and two, you could have some fun with it. You could, like, use him in some really wonky ways against Northern Illinois where Ole Miss, you, you give them more that they have to study. So I think in a perfect world, it would have been he's back for Northern Illinois. Well, perfect world, none of this happens to begin with. But he's <laughs> back for Northern Illinois. But I will say, if that if you're Blaine Kiffin, you're Ole Miss, like, that kind of that kind of sucks. Yeah. You know, here's this offense. They like to do this. They like to do that. Oh, and now the best, second-best running back in the SEC is returning for us. We don't know what we don't know what they're going to look like, what they're going to do. So it, it there's a there's going to be some gamesmanship there. You also don't know how much, like how many carries they're going to get. How much is Kentucky's offensively? Are they going to change? Because you know, as we saw in the depth chart yesterday, like they're they're moving some receivers around. To Kel Crowdis is getting the thought. Like they, they want to get like Chris Lewis to Kel Crowdis. Some of those other guys are going. They're going to throw the ball a lot over the next two games. You don't even know what they're run-pass ratio is going to be, how much do you need to be prepared for the run? Because I could see Kentucky being 60 65% of their snaps the first month of the season being passes and then go down there at Ole Miss and run the ball 65% of the time because their run defense has been bad. And you, you want know? to control the clock. You know That's something that they didn't really have a luxury to do against Florida, and that's why that second half was so impressive because they were able to have some longer sustained drives. So like just scheming in general, like it, it does completely – Change that game gives Kentucky the upper hand, and it, you know it also gives them some time to. No, no offense to the other two, but Rich and those offensive analysts, they got some time to scheme some stuff up mm-hmm. for that game. Either way, though, with the news that came out yesterday, Ole Miss is going to be preparing for C. Rod, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know he's going to be there. Oh, um, yeah, that's the that's part. That's what we're that's what we're talking about. Is yeah. they're going to have to prepare? But wh- how do you? 
I mean, can't they, just, can't they just go watch film on last year's team? Liam Cohen's offense, new offense that's, coordinator. That's true. That's yep. true. I mean, they will. Like, they're going to obviously have an idea. This is a guy that if you give him a head of steam, he's going to fall forward for four yards. You need to gang tackle with him. Yeah, they'll, they'll have tape on what he likes to do and what he doesn't like to do, but they're not going to really know how Scangarello is going to plan on using him. Uh, and that, and that's that, I think, is a benefit for Kentucky. But I do agree with you all that I do wish that – he could get in for that Northern Illinois game, get five, six, seven carries, and then let Ole Miss chew. I don't know chew with, on that. With with all that we've discussed now, I'm I'm <laughs> game for waiting to Ole Miss. Oh, yeah. love it, love yeah. it. You don't want to give him game film if the offense is completely different from last yeah, year. Yeah, but you could give him fake game film. You could like put him out on the true. passing game a lot or yeah, something like true. that, and be like, look how you know that you could have some fun with it. But gamesmanship. Regardless, the game's gonna happen. Chris Rodriguez will be there. It sounds like Roush, there's going to be twenty five to thirty thousand UK. It's gonna fans be like there. the Georgia game in twenty eighteen when there was Georgia fans everywhere. It, there are so many because I think UK fans were like, "All right, Cats are gonna be four and zero. You don't know when they're gonna be at the Grove again. Probably should be sooner with the changes to the SEC scheduling. But uh, it's going to be a big blue party down in Oxford. And if you win that game, then holy smokes, folks! You get two. You get your first SEC home game in week five. Or no, week six, excuse me, and you could be undefeated heading into your first home SEC game. That uh, that that's something that would be really really nice for UK football. We've got a lot more to talk about with this, with with some of the press conference stuff from yesterday. I've got some weird off the wall, oddball things that I want to bring up. Sheesh. Yeah, I know. That was fast. Flew by, no kidding. Uh, so we're going to come back. Don't go anywhere. It's going to be a really fun show for you today. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Now everybody in the club getting Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I got the horses in the back, horse stock is attached. Head is mad at black, got the bushes black to match. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Tuesday. That means it's Taco Tuesday, everybody. Oh. Head on out to Salsaritas, two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. Get you some tacos, quesadillas, burritos, nachos, and do not forget you can make any meal that you're getting a combo, and they're going to throw in a drink, potentially some delicious blue Powerade, some mm. chips and hot salsa or chips in their hot, creamy, melty queso. Salseritas, it is the fresh Mexican grill. All right, we want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Got a lot of good text over from the last 24 hours since we've last been on air. Uh, one thing I wanted to bring up, Better Call Saul... Great TV show that I don't think either one of you two watched, but I nope. did. I think you could make a case it was better than Breaking Bad. I would think I would lean Breaking Bad, but great show. Has been nominated for 46 Emmys since it premiered in 2015. Zero wins. It, it, this was the season finale. Zero wins. <laughs> 
I saw that the Emmys were last night, and it was like, did you miss it? Here's everything you need to know. And I'm just thinking, man, imagine like, watching a lot. Like, like, I'm sure there are so many shows on that thing that I've just spent zero time on at all. Yeah. But, like, people who watch those, they just live different lives. They're not, they're not, it's not, it's not football or basketball season, you know, they're not spending time watching sports. They like their dramas. Isn't that the prequel to Breaking Bad? Yes. Yeah. But Breaking Bad came out first? Yeah. So would you suggest watching that first if I was ever going to delve in it? No. You, no, I mean, you can really watch whatever one first. Okay. Do they do, like, I'm I, sure I, they do a lot of nods, like, oh, where yeah. you're like, oh, it is the timeline is before Breaking Bad, but eventually it catches up and it it goes within the timeline of Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. So like, That's kind of cool. I don't think. Oh, and actually, it goes at like so. It starts before Breaking Bad, gets into the Breaking Bad storyline, and then it even goes further and goes oh, okay. after Breaking Bad, uh, which is it is cool. It's interesting. So, do you want to watch Breaking Bad first? I don't know. I, honestly, I would want to be like kind of different because n- people didn't get to choose that. Yeah. The majority of people that were watching live. So I actually would l- watch Break- Better Call Saul first and then watch Breaking Bad and just, I don't know, see see how it went. Be okay. a little guinea pig for us, Scoots. Gotcha. Both okay. shows were awesome, though. And there are some very slow episodes in both of them, mm-hmm. like plot building. It, and they're hour long, so, you know, they can really kind of. That's how Vince, uh, what's his name, works. M- M- yeah, what's it, McMahon? It's not Gilligan. Vince <laughs> yeah, I think it is McGilligan. Gilligan? I think so. Okay. That, sound, that sounds right. I'm running with it. I, I just don't, like, I wanted to say Vince Gill, but Vince Gill is a country music guy, right? Yeah, Vince oh, yeah. McGill. It is Vince McGill. Okay. Yeah. Whew. Good. We were fishing in the right waters. How many How many seasons are in Breaking Bad? That'll determine. Oh, a lot. Uh, oh. Actually, it's like four or five, right? Vince Gilligan. Vince Gilligan. Yeah, yes. I think that's what I said. Okay. Sorry, I just wanted to get okay. to the bottom of it because there's a character. There's a character in Better Call Saul. Uh, that's Jimmy McGill. Well, that's the main. Mm. That's you know, so all runs together. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think there's four seasons of Breaking Bad. Probably about the same of Better Call Saul. Yeah, yeah. I want to say maybe Ooh. five and five or eight four total five. seasons. Well, you know, don't don't don't, don't rush through it. Don't Take know if I have the it. time for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a big one. I, th- I think Ted Lasso <laughs> won an Emmy. Just for Ted Lasso. I, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. And they, aren't they doing their last season coming up here soon? I, that I don't know. I just know the next one got pushed back. I'm, 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 I'm really excited to watch the real Ted Lasso with uh, the Rexit, yeah, the Rexum guys yeah. with uh, Ryan Reynolds and uh, Rob McElhaney. But like, it's also football season, and Game of Thrones is on right now. And there was somebody that tweeted us yesterday, TJ, and it's like, man, it's. I wanted to get podcasts out by Tuesdays at noon, and I'm just—I'm not even watching them by Tuesdays at noon. <laughs> like it's just not. It's busy. Yeah. I mean, when it's not on till Sunday night, yeah, Monday's your busy day for football. I—I'd like to tell myself that if it really was like a spring or summer show, that we would be doing the podcast just because there'd be more free time. But, um, but heck, maybe you know, maybe we can let a season go by in House of the Dragon and then bring it back uh, another time, you know, when we actually have characters that we know uh, and we have a little bit more to talk about because we're all kind of going through it together in season one. And we also don't want to give spoilies either. But mm, No spoilies. I've really enjoyed House of the Dragon. I think it's been really good. Yeah, he's where I've watched. It's been like, ooh, this is fun. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, all right, what do uh, – that was just one of my quick hitters I wanted to get to. So uh, got it, nailed it. <laughs> 
accomplished it. Mm, you did that. Um, is there any other quick hitters we need to have? Yeah, I got a few other ones, oh, but good. I don't want to get into them right now. Oh, we get into more. no. We, no, we need to get into more UK sports. Oh, Things going on Sports ball. in the um, world. Of- a couple of fun stats that I learned from Pro Football Focus. Um, because uh, I'm paying more attention to those this year, checking them out on Mondays and Tuesdays. And uh, Dinky, highest rated player offense or defense, oh, largely because he, he played fewer snaps, only 26 snaps. Um, they, they, they went heavy with the tight ends in the second half, uh, and he had that awesome catch. Like, that, that'll do it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, the the most the, the two big surprising things though I thought Kenneth Horsey we were really worried about how he would perform moving out to left tackle. Well, he was the best offensive lineman on the day, <laughs> one of the top five players wow. on the offense, highest graded offensive lineman out there. Um, and you didn't notice him right like when Florida attacked the UK offensive line, they attacked Flax on the right side. Um, and he was on his butt more often than you'd like to see. but that, So that was a pleasant surprise. Well done, Mr. Horsey. Uh, a tip of the cap, if you will. The other thing, Carrington Valentine, as much as he, as much as folks uh, throw barbs his way because they notice when his, his errors, um, and some of those errors can be really bad. And the Tennessee game, it's just it's going to take a while for folks to remove that from their memory. But Florida tried to go after him. Uh, they did on that fourth down with that slant, and he got a PBU. Uh, eight times they targeted Carrington Valentine. He had more pass breakups than receptions allowed. Three PBUs, only two receptions allowed. An outstanding performance by Carrington Valentine. Yeah, people, I don't know why people get on him as much as they have. I, I know he struggled at times last season, but year He's older. A like, freshman. Yeah, he, like. He, like he should get better. And I, I thought. Um, I like you tweeting that stuff out. I, I, I like seeing it, and that's good. You know, pick pick your poison when it comes to this UK defense, and if if that's the weak spot you want to exploit, I think he just kind of made a big statement there yesterday. Well, and, and the other thing too, TJ, Saturday. is we have this. There's a lot of uh, behaviors that we developed over the years that are hard to kick, right? Like you. Kentucky was bad at defense for so long. I mean, as much as we want to talk about just playing bad football, a lot of it was bad defense. You know, from, I mean, Kentucky could have scored 50 points with Mummy and Wass. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it was just missed tackles, missed open field tackles. Um, one of my buddies, he would play a, a drinking game where every time Fred Tiller messed up, it was take a drink. Right? Like, they, like it just it happened all the time. It was a fun little thing we had. And we're so predisposed to it that one or two mistakes that are pretty normal with a cornerback, we all of a sudden are just like, well, he's not any good. It's like, no, no, like he's a quality player, but you're going to get beat sometimes. And uh, that, but that didn't happen very often Saturday against Florida. No, uh, you're you're spot on about that. Uh, I did want to bring up kind of along similar lines to that. Um, you want to have this UK football team disrespected, it seems like. like You almost want to just fabricate it if you have to. Did you see Stoops' comments on Roman Harper? Um, did he have new ones yesterday? Yes. Oh, where was this? Uh, well, he he. I think he went on like... Because he went on SEC this morning. Yeah. So, so that was it, probably... That, that, yeah, I didn't know the name of the show, if we're, yeah. if we're being honest. Uh, uh, the Peter Burns show. He says that... Uh, 
That's not something that anybody has ever said about the University of Kentucky. As long as I'm the head coach, they won't say it again regarding being called soft. And he uh, really, like, for Stoops on Monday to still, you know, be talking about that, even after a big win, that that didn't sit well with him. I, I definitely think if there's one thing you're going to call his team, soft is not the one you want to do it. And when people want to try to pick on certain folks in UK's defense or certain folks in UK's offense, there's certain there seems to be a mentality that you're not going to let them get the best of you. Over maybe one play you slip up, two plays you slip up, but over time they're going to the cats are going to wear you down and, and get you. But I, I like that Stoops is still bringing that stuff up. He is very motivated by doubters and haters and. I don't think he probably would have ever expected being the head coach at UK and, and doing the things that he'd do, that he would still have people saying this stuff. But that's the unfortunate national perception of Kentucky football. And I think a lot of the smart folks have noticed that this is this is different. Uh, there was somebody – oh, who was it? Somebody yesterday said that UK football is like the best – Sports Illustrated, I think, had a, had a column where UK football's turnaround is one of the most impressive in the history of college football, which, like, I do think people need to be looking at that in a similar mold. Mm-hmm. I don't think it needs to be like when James Franklin was at Vanderbilt where everybody was like, what the heck is going on there? Well, and that was also just like a quick little and, flash and, in the pan. And that, and that was. This has been six, seven years. This has the, been sustained. The best uh, comp I got, I heard was uh, watching the SEC recap show. I forget what they call it. Um, final, SEC final. And Bill Snyder, Kansas State, is very similar. Now, the longevity there, like I don't think Stoops is going to be coaching for 25, 30 years like Bill Snyder was. Yeah. Um, that was a different era. But Kansas State went from a two-win program to an eight- to ten-win program. And that's kind of right. I mean, it, it it's not completely off base, um, you know. The the, but it, it, it's a little similar. Yeah, See I, that, I, you know, I, I agree with that, and it's. Uh, I, I'm glad. It's just. It's kind of funny. There's almost just seems to be like a divide in the national college football media. Those that are complimentary of Kentucky, and kind of understand what is going on here and what's been going on here. And then there's the ones that I still just think see blue, white on a football field with the UK and they, they can't they can't process the fact that the program has taken steps forward and is just a, a competitor in the SEC. There's no other that's not but that's not a butt slapping comment. It's quite literal. And when you have two <laughs> games for the SEC East in four years, yeah. and the one from last year was a little bit more of a stretch. But uh in twenty eighteen it was quite literal. If you beat Georgia, you're going to the SEC championship game and Kentucky's putting themselves in a position to to do something similar this year. So it's uh it's really, really impressive. I, I'm glad people notice it. But we don't want everybody to notice that we still need some of those haters and losers, of which there are many, uh, like Roman Harper calling UK soft because this team just seems to feed off it. If we've got to get John Calipari talking some smack before the old Miss game, you mm. got to do whatever you can to try to get these things. I want to save the next big one for Mississippi State. You want to? Okay. Yeah, let's save it for that because that's that kind of feels like a, a trappish type game. I was worried initially a little bit about that Missouri one, but man, they just stink. 
They stink so bad. I'll still be worried about that one when it when it happens, just because they do stink, and also maybe UK would just overlook them completely. But yeah, the Mississippi State one will be that will be a big home game for the Cats. But can can I read just let's, just keep winning, baby? Because we did, you're right, we did not get to dwell on a lot of the weekend stuff. And Missouri stinking was probably something that got overlooked uh, because there was so much madness. But I want to send you a paragraph. Here's just a passage um, that our pal Adam Luckett sent me earlier this. Yeah, yesterday. Against Kansas State on Saturday morning in stormy Manhattan, we got to see what happens when Cook, the Missouri quarterback, has to press. It wasn't pretty. Missouri running backs averaged a ghastly one and a half yards per carry against a dominant Oof. Wildcat front, but a solid defensive effort kept it within 20-6 to six in the third quarter. Cook went deep, and he was picked off. Then he got picked off again. Then veteran Jack Abraham subbed in and threw interceptions on two of three passes. Oh, my gosh. Kansas State began three straight drives in Missouri territory and eventually pulled away 40-12. to Star wide receiver recruit Luther Burden, two touches for nine yards. That's the kid from St. Louis. He's going to be a great, great, big-time target in the transfer portal. Hmm, okay, well, uh, good, like, big-time <laughs> target to Kentucky? He'll be, he'll be a big, uh, big recruit, though, okay. either way. Yeah, no. Yeah, but man, how hilarious though! Just you love it, especially. Oh yeah, given your prior stance on on the Audrey Woods. <laughs> oh man, suck it, buddy. Hey, I, I want to bring up the fact that uh, Scoots, who does an amazing job as our producer, and we're thankful to have him, uh, shares the podcast on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page every day. Gets pictures. The podcast is up and running most days. Uh, just kidding about that one. You can only control what you control, but he went above and beyond and shared the podcast on his own personal Facebook page. He's got a lot of Cats fa- friends that he's friends with Man, on I Facebook. Man, I got roasted. And he, <laughs> he just wanted people to be like, hey, if you're a UK fan, maybe you haven't heard of the show I'm producing. Here's the podcast. UK beat Florida. It was really good. Honestly, I should have shared it just to my personal page as well. But, yeah, a lot of folks in the comments, you switch sides, Scoots? <laughs> What what the heck's this all about? You Cats fan now? Where was this sixteen years ago? Yeah, you had, you had other yeah, you had some girls be like, "Wow, I would have dated you if you were a UK <laughs> fan back when we were young." She would have dated me regardless. Wow, uh, but but Scoots had to be like, "No, no, no, I'm I don't like UK." Scoots, come on, man, it's time to come home. My heart softened up. It's time to come I, home. There's there's not the hate in my heart anymore. I'll put I'll put it that way. I'm happy to hear that. But yeah, Scooch was having to be like, no, no, I'm not a Kentucky <laughs> fan. He was having to make declarations on his Facebook comments, which was really, really fun so, to see. So the only reason I shared that is because after I had posted it on the Facebook page, I had let like 30, 45 minutes go. And then I was on the Facebook page looking through all the posts and I didn't see it anywhere. So I was like, uh, so then finally I found it and I was like, well, let me make this a little easier for people. <laughs> Yeah, big mistake. Hey, no, it was good. It, it was good. Great decision. Had Hoosier people commenting. Oh, yeah, the, the, the Hoosier folk weren't, weren't happy with Scooch <laughs> one bit. Not not one bit. Oh, and I listened to a little bit of the, the Rutherford show yesterday. How was that? Mike, Mike should be ashamed of himself. I mean, <laughs> oh, they're, they're, he's, he's back? Mike should be absolutely. They're all the way back after beating Gus Malzahn? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Regarding the Cats. Oh. Mike. Go look yourself in the mirror and start calling yourself Old Man Rutherford because that's what you are. He gave the UK students shouldn't have fun after game speech. And he was being it was 100% oh, sincere. Oh, no. In all seriousness, if you're that person, you're old. 
You're just old. Yeah, don't like flip cars over, kids. But totally agree. Like, don't, there's don't, there's there, there's that line. Don't don't ruin people's property that they aren't like. Say, you know, if yeah. people that are burning couches, it's usually their couch. Yeah, okay, exactly. that's fine. Burn yeah. your own couch if you want to. Be safe. Looked like they were doing it under power lines, which kind of scared me a little bit, just with how high <laughs> that fire could potentially go. But UK police was on the scene. UK fire were on the scene. They were there. They were just making sure everything was kind of controlled. The flipping of the car was undoubtedly too much. And I feel bad for that kid. They've already got to go on me for a new car look like a really crappy old car too so probably insurance isn't going to kick anything back on that <laughs> right, right. but uh but don't don't give the tell students how to have fun or not have fun yeah yeah and that's the that applies with the court storming too we're like i'm only going to get mad if like uk did because i'll that's make just fun of that programs that that court storm but kentucky football no offense, they're we're, not winning national championships. Yeah. They're not a national championship program as where things stand right now. Hopefully that changes. The expanded college football playoffs going to help Kentucky. And if you really want to dream big, UK, if they if they if their only loss this season was Georgia, how would you not keep them in how would you not put them in the playoffs? Yeah, right. They yeah. wouldn't go to the SEC championship game. And I think that could help. Like, you know, you, you would <laughs> yeah, be right there right. at 11 and 1. You don't get to go to the, you lose the tiebreaker or you just lose outright, depending on how Georgia's seasons go. And then maybe that, you know, I'll, I don't know how it'd work out, but I'm just saying if Kentucky were to go 11 and 1, I don't know how you don't keep them, how you wouldn't have them oh, in the man. playoffs. How, how much to get ahead of ourselves, people's but. brains in a pickle to oh, put yeah. three SEC teams in the playoff and one of them's Kentucky? Oh man, it would mess with kind of just so got bad. chills just hearing you I say mean, that. It would be amazing. Mark Stoops too. Imagining him like preaching from a pulpit about why they deserve to be in would be. Oh, and and just think too, if you're ten and one and you need to prove that you belong in the playoff, just imagine the beatdown that Louisville would get. Oh, oh man. man, they'd put up sixty. <laughs> he would run up the score. <laughs> That, that would be a really interesting scenario. Let us dream here for a second. Yep, yep. UK well, comes up short against Georgia. You wouldn't need to be competitive. Yeah, game. close you, game. You couldn't lose like 30 to 12. But or like something. Stetson Bennett, game winning drive. Sure. They goes beat down a field goal. You in the last minute. If you, you, do, you, you play Georgia close, but you come up short because Georgia's a great team. UK fans try not to get too down. I mean, it's a dream season at that point. That moves you to 10 and 1. Yeah, that week before the Louisville game. Oh god. Because that would be the talk. It'd be like, well, you just gotta go beat their brains in. You gotta like you gotta really win the scoreboard in this one, which they do anyways, even when they're not <laughs> trying for style points. Uh, it's the easiest game on the schedule. Right. And they also they I guess were there more quotes yesterday about scheduling nine SEC games? Um the Youngstown – I think he had a quote just being like, we always are going to want to play these Youngtown State well, teams. Well he's, going back to the Mitch Barnhart original quote. His big thing was like, this is a big deal for Youngstown. This is a big deal for them, too. He kind of put it the ball in their court a little bit, and I'll, I'll probably dive into those more today because yesterday was just banana land with all the Chris Rodriguez stuff. But And, and then prior to that, I think on Sunday, he mentioned the importance of wanting to keep the UofL game. Um, and, I, and I think because people are worried about losing that one for the sake of having an FCS one. I think Stoops is just, generally speaking, really adamant about keeping this eight-game schedule. Yeah, I, which I can't blame him. I, I don't blame I don't blame him either. Uh, and and I didn't. I thought Mitch Barnhart's quote about like playing these little teams is saving college football. Well, they're actually we kind of broke it down when he said that. What was that? Like June, July? Yeah, know, or spring meetings are in May, early June. Okay, yeah, or yeah. early summer radio. So you got to go to the way back to remember when we were talking about this. Like while it was kind of a dorky Mitch Barnhart comment, there's a little bit of truth to like 
that. I just don't think it's UK's responsibility to 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 be the gatekeepers of college football and and make sure that it, it there's a nice little pyramid of you got to have the small FCS football and it works its way up to the big boys. All that being said, of course you're going to want to play some cupcake teams. You need it when you're playing eight or nine SEC schedule games. You just need some that you can kind of not worry about your players taking hits. Uh, the health and safety aspect of it, there's truth to it, not that people really get into the weeds of it all. But those poor UofL fans just cannot stop talking about UK's schedule. Oh, yeah. Well, I, it would be such it's... a miserable spot in the rivalry <laughs> to know that you ha- like, you're looking forward to another beatdown to your rival. They also said that UK's only been better the last two years, which is just nonsensical. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. UofL's won one football game since the 2015 season came to a close. One football game since 2015. It's about to be 2023, folks. Like, it's it's not – this isn't just a flash in the pan (laughs) in this rivalry. (laughs) Kentucky is a substantially better football program where things stand right now. Here's one thing that just dawned on me, too. Stop worrying about our schedule, you dorks. yeah. What? Well, meanwhile, while you're 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 playing an idiotic schedule, Louisville. But what is, <laughs> what's stopping them? Like, but they can do whatever like they want if, their if, schedule. If, if, if I don't you, care. It's if, not my schedule. If you go schedule. to nine games, can't you still play the FCS and still play Louisville? And you only yes. do one MAC game. Totally Here, agree with that. Right? Like, it feels yeah, I still like we're want to play Louisville out. for what it's worth. Yeah. But honestly, with how worked up they get about UK schedule, I do think it'd be hilarious just to be like, yeah, you guys are gone. <laughs> we don't we don't need you. We don't need you. And that would that would really hurt U of L's home schedule more than it would hurt UK's. Here's the thing with that, TJ, and you told me something on the golf course during the scramble, and I, I relate it to this. So you asked what tees I usually play at Jeff at at the Elk Run. Mm-hmm. I told you white. And you're like, Well, if you want to be a better golfer, you should probably play from the blue. I think you would score you would score okay. And I, I was like, okay, yeah, maybe he's right. I should go play blues or blacks, whatever they were. The whites, the senior tees at Elk Run, for what it's worth. No. No, the greens are. Mm. Greens are. But anyways, so it's the same thing with the football schedule. I mean, do you want to keep continue playing from the white tees, or do you want to step it up and play from the black tees and play some big boys? I mean, that's that's going to help your, your team get better, right? Are you saying this in regards to the cats? Yeah, I like. But, you're, you, but we're talking. You don't about want to play Youngstown style. I mean, you. I get. I get that you need it. You need those confidence boosting wins to see. It's not even confidence boosting wins, Scoots. When like, I we're learning more and more about the health aspect. We need to go to a break too. We're learning more and more about the health aspects of football. Sometimes you just need to not go against future NFL players for sure. a week and not worry about your players getting hurt and people just getting bruised and, and battered for another week. This is a basically a scrimmage bye week May- where it counts, it matters, you need to win, you need to probably do it and look kind of pretty, but it's something. It's one where you can kind of just rest your dudes a little bit, and every team needs those. Maybe not so much the Youngtown example, but I, don't, I just don't know why Stoops would be so hesitant to go to nine SEC games. Like, that's only going to help your team, I would imagine, in the long run. Nah, yeah, I get what you're saying, but the, but – it would help. Oh, we need to go to break. Let's continue this because I, I can't get that out quick enough. Let, let's go to a break. We'll come back. Hour two, maybe pick this up. We'll certainly get into the Thornton's text line. Pop into a Thornton's before you get into the office today. Get you some donuts, coffee, fresh fruit, whatever you need. We love Thornton's. Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper are great folks. We will be back for hour two after this. Women wave your pantyhose, sing the chorus, and it goes. I'm Slim Shady, yes, I'm the real Shady. All you other Slim Shadies are just imitating. So won't the real Slim Shady please stand up? Please stand up, please stand up. Cause I'm Slim Shady, yes, I'm the real Shady. All you other Slim Shadies are just imitating. Over. 
You say over? I ain't heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning. We appreciate it. That first hour flew by. Hour two, I'm sure, will just go as quick, if not quicker, because we got to get to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Scoot and I had to kind of table our conversation um, talking about scheduling nine games. Scooch, just to finish, I'll try to be quick with it. But like nine SEC games, I don't think makes you a better program. If you were playing nine SEC games and then you were playing nine out of conference games, I think you'd be onto something. Yeah. See, that's that's the thing. It's the sample size. Like you make this argument in basketball because you play thirty games. Yes. There's only twelve, and the difference between and you're only six playing one seven, postseason game right. unless you go to the playoffs. But. The difference between a. a like one win here and there on a record makes a significant difference in eyeballs in revenue. I mean, uh, th- th- that's why to me it's always felt like a very um, shallow argument. It's just like that th- we're over here, like the pride of beating some team. Like you're still a good football team if you beat up on a bad non-conference opponent um, and, and win your SEC game. Scooch? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's fair. It's, it's, I don't know. It's hard for me to put this into perspective because I'm a fan of a team that wins two games every year. So, but yeah, I mean, I just, I, I get it. I get it on both sides. But I think a better angle to, and I don't, if they go to nine, great. That's fine. One more better game on the schedule for the Cats. Maybe a tougher game could mean a, but it means more if you win. Sure. And there's no denying that at all. I just would like to see it from a dollars and cents standpoint. How much more money would you be making with a nine-game SEC schedule see, versus an eight-game? And that's what's going to eventually change it. And if it is so substantial, then you probably can't say no to it, if everybody else wants to do it. Now, that being said, if it's it, it's going to be more. I mean, it'd be more if you did, that's just common sense. If you have a better opponent on the schedule, you're going to make more money. Mm-hmm. So, But how much more? Is it is it so drastic that you just can't say no to it? That's what nobody's really saying, or that nobody's really coming out with. And I'm sure you could probably FOIA that, where it's like, how much money does UK bring in per SEC game versus out of conference game? And boom, that could be your spitball idea of what that it looks like. And then you determine is it worth it from that standpoint? Because it does make the schedule harder. It you know from a player safety standpoint, probably a little bit tougher. But that that's fine. You you, you take some risk any game you play to some degree. And uh, but we want Stoops to be happy. So if he wants eight games, then that's what I'll lean towards. But I won't care. Okay. And, well, and I agree with Roush that even if they go to nine games, you can still play two cupcakes and you can still play the Louisville game. There's no reason to get rid of that one. So I guess let me put it this way: Would you rather have a win over a ninth SEC opponent or a loss to someone say like Appalachian State? Because that's not ideal either. I mean, yeah, if you play one of those cupcakes, scoots, you're saying like you're going to lose. Like I get what you're saying. Like true. I just you- I just don't know if those small teams being on the schedule and that risk of losing would be worth it over having the nine SEC games with all the all the all the eyeballs. You're going to sell way more tickets for those games. Yeah, but Stoops hasn't lost in one of those teams, right? That's Southern Miss H- history is meant to be broken. That is a one out of what. 
if you do three every ten years. That Louisiana Lafayette game was. Too and he lost his opener Western, to Western, Western Kentucky, Kentucky was yeah. his first one. But like since 2016, hasn't lost any. I'm sure the margin of victory is like two scores. Um, but I, we we don't need more schedule talk though. Like no, no yeah. that, that, I'm we, done. I, I was we're just good. Curious. I just wanted to kind of yeah. finish it up. That mm-hmm. was another three minutes on it. We're good. We can roll past it because we got more to get to on today's show. Text on into the Thornton text line. That's a big part of what we got to get to is the text line. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Roush, any other quick hitters you got? No quick hitters. No quick. Hitters. Maybe maybe <laughs> in a little bit, but um, good right now. Okay. All right. Let's get into the text line then. 502-414-1450. A texter. Oh, this is good. This is actually something that I had written down. Oh, no, not this one. Sounds like the hardest part of Roush's job is editing the Death Chart podcast. I just, people have been really busting my chops over. It's like, I was in a car on the way home. What do you want me to do? What was wrong with the editing? Well, the editing, it just sounded like crap because I was in a car driving on the way home. Audio wasn't great. Such such is life. I will say something in Roush's defense, and people know how much I hate having to say something nice about Roush. Since the on three switch, he is significantly busier. And then on top of that, he's got a two-year-old kid that is running around crazy. He's the cutest little kid. Mm, and then he, his cute. wife is in the, like, miserable stage of her pregnancy, and, and Roush is still working more with the on three stuff than he's ever really had to do with the KSR stuff. So... Cut him some slack, just just this <laughs> once, and I'll never say that again about Roush in my life. But it, it, you, uh, boy, the fact that you're just not dead tired twenty four seven. Yeah, coffee, it's good. Like we have fun with the blogger jokes and whatnot, but right, like it, it's he's wearing many different hats. Um, it is very amusing though that um, I wouldn't say amusing, but like we're doing this kitchen thing yesterday. It's like all right, getting our sink in. We're gonna have our dishwasher. It's gonna be great. Every time you think you're going to get something and it's just going to be easy, it's not. When they install the 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 cabinets to put the dishwasher in, you need 24 inches of clearance. There's 23 and three quarters inches. Oh my gosh! So the door will not shut, and it's just like, are you freaking kidding me? That's the worst. A quarter inch, and you know the 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 cabinet people are coming over today, but that's just kind of like. You think you can use your dishwasher? No, no, no. Quarter inch off. Similar <laughs> but equally obnoxious is I bought new doors. I talked about this like a month ago. Doors are expensive and yep. it's dumb. I, I, like, save energy, I, though. I can like not figure out like I'm, I'm how dumb am I that I cannot get the door right? Like I'm like screwing it in, everything seems right. I know the door is the right size, but it's like it's not matching up with the with uh, what's the word? Um, it's it's like not going the, flush with the door, um, fl- not flange. The door, uh, the door jam. D- yes, yes, the door it, jam. It's like so freaking close. Oh. And I've taken this door off a million times, put it back on. It's heavy as is all it, get is out. It like the thing where you have to tighten it at the same time for it to match up perfectly. That Some things it. are like that. that you got to Yeah, everybody. Yeah, might maybe I just, need to give that a try. Mm, it's so annoying. It's so close, and like. I don't think anybody would really notice it, but like I can't even put on the handle yet because I'm so scared it's not going to work, and then I'll waste all that time. Yeah. So, yeah, so that little those little minor oh. inconveniences are the worst. And last night I had, I've gotten good at taking car seats in and out. Like it, it, initially <laughs> it's difficult, but once you figure it out, you figure it out. And last night, you know, I I finally get the kid down, and it's like nine o'clock, and I'm ready to sit in the recliner. And I go to ask, like, hey, dog, let's go outside. And she's like, oh, remember, you got to put the car seat in. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, no. Well, I go out there, 
and it's just not tightening for whatever reason. Like the damn thing won't tighten. And I'm I'm all the way in this car, like the back of my Altima. Just I mean, my, my foot's starting to cramp. Like it, it's just a whole mess. And I come inside and I'm like, Brooke, give me a gun so I can shoot this damn thing. <laughs> I was so mad. And I was like, just please, just come out here because I know like my brain and just something's. In, and that's exactly what it was. I was my brain just did not put the loop through the car seat and pull it that way to get it to tighten. And it was just a dumb, like, you're tired and you you forgot that this one little thing, nah. this one little thing that makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, stuff like that, I I find myself when I get frustrated just trying to, like, force it, like, physically. Like, if I just do it hard enough, it's going to it's gonna work. Yeah. Some, uh, yeah. Y'all, y'all do the whole, come on! Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my big move. Come on. <laughs> but a more angry yeah, version angry, of on. that. Come on. Dante Allen, celebrating Wacky Wednesday a day early, tweeted out, just saw two albino squirrels playing together. I wonder if they both know they're albino. <laughs> 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 I saw Big Blue Drew retweet it, and I was like, that's awesome. i got to retweet that, too. Uh, uh, no, they don't, because they're squirrels. <laughs> speaking of uh, wacky tweets, uh Rod, last night, Jerry Judy, this was all I learned about the game is I got on Twitter right before bed and Jerry Judy had scored a touchdown and Roger Sherman, who writes to the ringer, retweeted uh, something he had from 2020. It says, on one fateful August afternoon in 2013, a 14-year-old Jerry, Jerry Judy asked a series of tough questions about Big Bird. And it's first tweet, Big Bird. Next tweet. What if you see Big Bird? Uh, I can't say that one. What <laughs> that if you see Big you Bird a lot of these. robbing an old lady? What if Big Bird did a drive-by? What if you see Big Bird and Barney slap boxing? <laughs> what if Big Bird walk up to you and ask, where's Sesame Street at? Terry <laughs> <laughs> Judy also had a had the, the, the Jewish star necklace. Like, oh, you because know, it because <laughs> was... His name was Judy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ooh, he's a treat. What did he's you see Big all- Bird getting beat up by <laughs> Cookie Monster for smashing Elmo? <laughs> oh, man. Very, very good tweets. Old Twitter just used to be the best. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it just used to be the best. Text on into the Thornton's text on. This was the other quick hitter that I had, but I knew a texter was going to bring it up. And this is from Kirby who brought it up. Kirby, we appreciate it. So what's the real story behind Javon Baker? Just wasn't worth the risk with the receivers we had in the room already. Dane Key, better than expected. He commented a sad face on Will Levis's UK football Scarface post. He obviously wishes he was here and not with a guy who can't throw a football. Oh, yeah. I can't help. He's probably got... Oh, man. Going from Will Levis to John Rice Plumlee. And he was a stud. Like, he was the only good player for Central Florida in that game against Louisville. And he was the only one that had anything really going for the the Golden Knights. So, Roush, what is the story there? Because he he looks good. He looks the the part for sure. Let's just say he did something that he shouldn't have done, and Kentucky was like, eh, we can't deal with you. Ooh. That was the... And I'll say this about UK, and this is... I, I think this is a positive. Others could take it as a negative. I like that UK has the mindset that if you can help us win football games, we can work with you as a person. Yeah. Nobody is, nobody's perfect. Everybody makes mistakes, especially at an age, a similar age, that young age, when you're just turning 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 years old. People make mistakes when they're 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years old. I like that UK 
and it probably is in the context of if you can help us win football games, we're going to be more likely to look past stuff. I don't know what Roush is alluding to. He does, but I would just say, reading between the lines, if UK football said no thank you, it must have been something they really were not comfortable with. There's there's also like a um, – you, you can put up with more if that person is giving you something that only they can provide, right? Like Lynn Bowden, you're going to give him some extra rope to do Lynn Bowden things. Mm-hmm. Javon Baker, they were like, do we do we do we need to put up with this when we got Dinky here? So I, I I think that was ultimately the question they had to ask uh, ask, and they answered it with like, eh, we think Dane's pretty good. Why why potentially open ourselves up for something here? Sure. So understandable, and that's a decision they had to make. Probably a tough decision. Baker is looking great. Uh, he's looking like a nice player, but w- whatever the reasoning was, something had gone on where UK just the risk wasn't worth the reward in this instance, and that's coming from a staff that can really overlook some things or at least forgive folks for some things. So you can, Kirby, hopefully that that answer suffices. This text made me laugh because I looked ahead on the Thorns text line. That's why I was giggling a little bit when Roush was talking. Me looking through Justin's Twitter Twitter likes. Sheesh, that's a big one. Oh, God. (laughs) What's on my Twitter (laughs) likes now? Nothing. I, had, uh, I, I, I went to scroll through, too, because I, I, I was hoping that there would be something there. I was like, oh, geez, here but we go But that's just again. a nice callback. A nice callback. Did we ever find out why you did no. have... Hacked. Hacked. Yeah. I, I changed my password, so it ain't happened again. You haven't liked many things. Like a quick scroll, and I'm already at April fifth. He's too snake fit. I don't. I honestly, I don't. <laughs> he knows once he starts liking, he can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really get on Twitter as much as I should. Probably. No, never say that. <laughs> never say that. You, you're probably if that's where you're at, then you're in a good spot, buddy. Good. Yeah. Good to hear. I find myself getting on it less and less, and, and happier and happier. Think Cavassier needs more praise for his second-half performance. Gave me the real jo- JoJo Kemp versus USC vibes, and now we've got C-Rod coming back fresh for SEC play. Let's ride. And that's from Artie. Oh, hey, Artie. Artie. Um, yeah, Smoke, he uh, – those explosive runs too, right? Like he, he had four carries of 10 yards or more. To be able to move the sticks with one play, like that, that was huge, and that was – um, something that we were, uh, I in particular was critical of him early on and uh, before the season. Like, hey, you've got to be, you've you've got to make some of these bigger plays, right? Mm-hmm. You you've been kind of a boomer bust guy, and there there hasn't been enough boom as of late. And he, I I do like that the the callback to the JoJo kind of just grinding the game away. In JoJo's case, it, that that was Kentucky football was in a much different place at the time, um, but they. And in that case, hell, that he had to run him, run him back into the game. Um, coming from behind, I think they were down seventeen and late in the third quarter, and had to come back in that game. Uh, but Smoke does uh, deserve a lot of credit for some great runs late that helped salt the game away. And that's, I, I think, over the years we've taken some things for granted between the offensive line and the running backs, um, where like the pass protection miscues that Kentucky had. In the first half, it wasn't just the offensive line messing up. It was the offensive line and the running backs and the quarterback, right? Like yes. Levis said on that one, like it was that was a hot read. He he missed this guy. Um, same thing applies in the running game where the offensive line might have been slow to open some holes, but 
once they did, you, you also got to hit them. They weren't hitting them right away. Things all came together, and Kentucky really started to build some confidence in this running game that second half. Maybe a dumb question, but with Jefferson being out, has Smoke done enough to solidify that number two spot when C-Rod comes back? Yeah. Yeah, especially after that, that second half performance. That Maybe was... one of the younger guys will just surpass him. The game starts to slow down for younger guys the more they get to play. Maybe that happens as the season goes on. But I actually think Smoke is probably going to be ecstatic when C-Rod does come back. It's a nice little like thunder and lightning. Rodriguez can be so punishing, 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 and then you can hit an edge with Smoke and he can turn yeah. the corner. And He's got nice speed. That He had a big first down run in the second half against Florida where – it was good blocking, all things considered, but Smoke ran exactly where he needed to go, helped move the chains. I can't remember if that was when UK missed the field goal or made the field goal. I think goal. it was the first drive. The first yeah, drive. That but they you just got to make that. You know, you just got to make that one. And uh, But it, it was a nice run by Smoke. And I, I think he'll benefit. He'll get fewer carries, obviously, but I think he, he may see well, his yards per carry go up, actually, when Rodriguez gets back. Especially when the defense, like, they get worn down trying to tackle Chris. Gonna be a, gonna make it harder for them to tackle you too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. A texter five zero two four one four fourteen fifty says, "I just get the feeling Roush thinks Stoops would leave for Iowa if he was offered the job." I used to think that, but I don't think so anymore. I, I just think Stoops is here forever. And if he, and if his name does come up, it's a Jimmy Sexton thing for more money or something, or for like, hey, Mitch, build that damn facility, you know. Yeah, I, and that's the thing, though. Like, with the way the football program is rocking and rolling. Like, year you, 10, Brian Kelly is the rare – he might be the only person who's been somewhere 10 years and then left for another job in college football. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. You know, we Tubby did it, Jim, and that was weird Jimbo as hell. Jimbo, Florida State? I don't think he was there that long. Well, he still won a national championship, however also, long he was oh, there. Oh, man. Somebody tweeted out the records of Mark Stoops and Jimbo Fisher since 2015 or 2017. Yes. It was 2017. Oh, man. That was great. That's a great tweet. Oh, <laughs> Stoops' yeah. record's better. It is better. And I think you can make a, co- co- a case that he's a better coach. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if, if Like we talked about yesterday, and we don't need – like. Nothing's going to happen anyway until the end of the season, so we are just wasting time and breath doing this. But Jimbo is, spent eight seasons at Florida State. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, that, it, there are a few jobs that I think Stoops would not be able to say no to. Would even be able to consider. That like. being said, are those jobs going to be open? If they are open, would Stoops be option one, two, three on those lists? Probably well, not, most likely. Here's something you got to consider, too. Playoffs expanding. It's going to get easier to get in there for the yeah. U.K. I mean – Oh, and UK is a better job than Iowa. It's easier to win a national championship at UK than it is at Iowa. I can't really be convinced otherwise. Yeah, I think the only more argument you would make is that, like, oh, you can win the Big Ten West, but, like, you're going to lose to, like, has Iowa won the Big Ten, though? And haven't they the- talked about doing different things? In the, and, and is it, like, USC and UCLA going to be in the West now? Because you're adding USC to See, the mix that, there. That's, uh, and that, that's where some of these things that we talk big picture, you're not really sure because of the – uncertainties with realignment, how that's going to affect stuff. But expanding the playoff, I mean, in 18, Kentucky's getting in that bad boy, probably. Yeah. I haven't gone back and looked at this stuff. I'm pretty sure they're in there. Yeah, and if it was 12 this year, I think Kentucky would be, well, as things stood right now, they would control their own destiny to get in that, but that's the same way for a four-team playoff as well. 
Go Cats. Let's go to our last break. We'll come back. We'll finish up the Thornton's tax line. It is, I, I, I don't know, for a random Tuesday, this seems like one of the faster shows that we've had. Mm, I cannot believe it's already 8.30. We will be back to wrap things up here on KRC. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be back after this. Come give me a hug, you ain't getting rough. You can find me in the club. Bottle full of bug, mama, I got what you need. You need to fill the buzz. I'm in that. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. You don't have what they call the social skill. That's why you never have any friends, except for your mama. Welcome back. One final segment of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. You cannot beat fall weather in the Bluegrass oh, State. We're that just breeze. a couple weeks away from Keeneland being back. Uh, didn't somebody invite us to like uh, give us sweet tickets to Keeneland? Yes, we need to take them up yeah, on Yeah, we are it. definitely taking you up on that, and, and we'll find you. So if you... You you better come you better come through big and then Churchill Downs has some racing starting Thursday. Starting Thursday, yes. You oh, can't beat ooh. this weather. You need some sunglasses though if you're going to be enjoying it. And go to shadyrays.com and check out their selection. Uh, they do not have a category for horse racing sunglasses, but they probably should. I mean, they the goggles that the jockeys got to use. <laughs> what if they did have? Jockey goggles. Wouldn't I would rock. Idea. I would rock those so hard. Wouldn't be a bad idea. Shadyrays.com. You'll learn more about it. They've got over two hundred thousand five star reviews. They've got a two million people community, and they're rated A plus in the Better Business Bureau. And that's because they are a great company. You can buy sunglasses. Use promo code Big X. Save twenty five percent off. You break them, you lose them. You know the routine. They will give you a replacement pair. It's easy peasy. Or if you get them. You see them, you say, you know what, I thought they don't look good on me. 30-day money-back guarantee, no questions asked. You send them in, you get your money back. It is a really, really nice company. ShadyRays.com, perfect for gifts, perfect if you are trying to figure out, what do I get my, I'm, I'm getting married, I need to get my, my bachelor something. Why not just get them some Shady Rays? That's not a bad idea. Uh, perfect gift is a good pair of sunglasses. Go to ShadyRays.com to learn more. All right, uh, just keep going with the text line here. Yeah, I'm sure they'll uh, they might touch on a thing or two that we. I do feel like there was a, a couple other things I wanted to wanted to bring up, but oh well, we'll yeah, see what the text I, line I has to do. I had something on the tip of my tongue, and then we started talking about Shady Ray's awesome sunglasses, mm-hmm. and then it just poof. Any plans tonight? No. <laughs> Maybe cutting my grass. Hopefully, watch uh, House of the Dragon today. That'd be nice. I'll get around to it. It's great. Although I did, regrettably, doze off at the end, but woke up for the very end. So yesterday I went back and just watched like the 10 minutes that I didn't remember so well. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, no wonder I fell asleep. It was classic Game of Thrones where it's just the hey, darkest well, you, scene yeah. in the world. <laughs> like you could hardly even see anybody. And then they're playing like their dramatic like Oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, it was like the most. If I ever need to fall asleep, this is what I'll do. I'll just put on these scenes of Game of Thrones. It happens like once every two episodes. So no wonder I fell asleep during that part. But it is a really good episode. I'm gonna finish Stranger Things season two tonight. Bit oh. odd, isn't it? Bit odd. Season two. Yeah, Who's I know this two? one. This is uh, L just the, now found her way back to the boys. They're at the hospital, and yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Gotcha. Things, yeah. They're yeah. tying Will up, putting lights on him. <laughs> trying to snap him out of it. Gotcha. Yeah, it's good, good, good. So when are you going to start? you just going to roll right into season three? Uh, no. I will uh, probably I'll, take may- a break. Yeah, maybe a, maybe a week or two. Is season two or season, I've asked this season before. Season three is the mall. Season three is great. The mall. Okay, yeah, yeah. that is That great. one's great. Two, two is, I think, the worst of the four. I, I didn't like the season where, like, Elle meets some, like, older teenagers. This is yeah. it. That was two. two. Yeah, okay. we, I just that's got the past worst that. Season. Yeah. There's, like, one, and that's only, like, one episode, I think. And right? one of, one yeah, of them was her like sister. They, yeah, it seems yeah. like they just, like, went away from, they were like, eh, nap, abandoned, not yeah. a storyline we're interested good. in. Yeah, because they never, they, spoiler alert, you never really get back to that ever. Good, but, I'm glad to hear that. That was the worst season. You're finishing the worst season. It's all great from there, so enjoy, Scoot. Keep, Good keep giving us updates. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, Justin, just got to say you're absolutely killing it with the music as of late. Every song falls into place. Oh, thanks. It means a lot from you, Pum- oh, Plumley Bro. It was a Plumley Bro telling you that? It that was. is high praise. Yeah. Playing the uh, I Won't Back Down to end the show yesterday was perfect. I'm just going to be singing that song all week. God, That was Kentucky Krogs. I cannot oh. wait for Saturday. I don't think I've ever been more excited for a crappy UK football game in the history <laughs> of my life. Part of it's because I didn't get to go to the Miami game. And right. I don't know I'm not going to the Northern Illinois game. Bringing the daughter, too. Weather's looking pretty good as well. Uh, yeah, I'm pumped. And also, they should have fun with it. This is a big reunion for a lot of these folks. And then also, UK fans get to kind of embrace and welcome Mark Stoops, the winningest head coach in UK football history, he should be greeted to a really warm reception on Saturday, and I hope fans show out in a big way. Uh, I think I read somewhere there's like 15,000 tickets still available, so change that, Ooh, folks. You know try what they get should out, do? Try to get out there. Get a hologram, Bear Bryant, to congratulate Mark Stoops. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yep. Out, sure on the, out on the holograms after that carry one. You didn't like, I love the Harry Oh, that was, that was carry one? The Harry Carey. Oh, he did take I thought you meant like carry, like the, carry the movie. I was like, no, do they have Harry a hologram Carey. of somebody getting blood poured on them? Because that would be awesome. <laughs> be a great Halloween decoration. Yeah, I never saw the Harry Carey one. It was, it was good. But I remember you all talking about it. No, really it was good. creepy. You're, you're wrong. I'm right. <laughs> it, it didn't even look uh, like Harry Carey. His hair was fixed. It was a, <laughs> Harry it wa- Carey's hair was never fixed. He also looked a little bit larger than Harry Carey, I think it looked. Yeah. Yeah. But um, speaking of Carey Halloween doc- decorations, went to... Uh, one of the home improvement stores, and had to take had to take Duke with us. He was a big fan of some of the uh, Halloween decorations. Good, but like others, he was like, "Oh, they're mean. That's a mean <laughs> frog." Are you gonna take him to the Iroquois pumpkin thing? I think so. Yeah, yeah. We know. I I bet he'd love that. Yeah, and I, I want to say we had taken him before, but that was when he couldn't stay up as late mm-hmm. too without getting really. Now now he can. He can power through some later nights a little bit better. Um, Holograms probably going to be. You, we'll see more of those in the future. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm not. 60, I'm just not ready for that. I remember 60 Minutes did. This is kind of unrelated and getting a little bit more serious. But 60 Minutes did this episode on Holocaust survivors, and basically, like the point of the episode was like, you know, they're all dying, 
they're all getting too old and but they and I don't know where it was or who did it but someplace basically just all the surviving Holocaust members they were like we need to interview you for 12 hours yeah and we're gonna ask you any question basically we can think of so now you can like whatever museum this is maybe it's the one in DC because I think that's the best one I could be wrong about that but you can like go there and basically just have a Q&A with a Holocaust survivor that's been dead for 5 10 15 years and there's like not a question that people could think of where they wouldn't have an answer for it. And it's all like you say it and then it does like a word search of what you're saying and then it pulls up the answer that they had already given. So it's like you can have like a one-on-one with somebody that survived the Holocaust. I bet you get more things like that in the future. It's kind of freaky. Where like it's probably not even possible. Like you could theoretically maybe program, have like a famous old broadcaster call a game well after they're dead just with like... The hardest part would be the names. The names that, would be that, something. That's the tricky part, but but you could theoretically you could stuff. you know yeah you could just get them to say every last you know yeah fifty thousand uh, different last names. The other cool kind of virtual reality thing. Have you seen the the billboards that like come to life and come out at you? They're big. Ha- they're big ha- in yeah. China. I have and Japan. in Japan. Yeah, there's one in was it New York? I think Times Square. They've got one. Like, like, it makes, really people, like makes people cat. jump, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> It'll get to Louisville in like 2072, but yeah, yeah, it, th- yeah. those are going to be... That soon? <laughs> just after the top golf opens up. Oh, the O-line plays like they did in the second half of the Florida game for the rest of the year. I feel very confident about making the playoffs. Whoa, playoffs? <laughs> I believe we have the best defense in the country, and we are only getting better. Plus, we get C-Rod back, no more... Red zone troubles. What do you guys think? Well, if there's one thing about C-Rod, you know you never have to worry about him turning the ball over in the red zone, so that's uh, good. Uh, I mean, we have to say that, right? Yeah, like, yeah, you can't you say do. we don't have to worry about any more red zone troubles unless you were just being facetious. That, but, that, you know. Missouri last year. Let's just cross our fingers and hope that those are behind him and we don't have to worry about him coughing it up inside the five. But uh, I, I also I think that's a good point about the offensive line, though. That second-half offensive line effort, Roush, is that good enough to beat everybody on the schedule with the exception of maybe Georgia? Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I think so. Um, You know, you need your defense to have another great performance in some of these games, but if that's what your offense line gives you, that's good enough for your other players to go win the game. Yeah, and, you know, and then there's also, you know, this is week two. More injuries are going to happen. We didn't get an update on Jalen Geiger, but I'm not. Soups did give an update. I don't know what. He just said it's not. What, not, I, what not I said, good. yeah. What I said after the game still stands. We think it's significant. He's going to miss time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but Jordan Lovett came in in his place, had seven tackles. He was one of the higher graded players too. Uh, Luckett had a, a screen cap of the balls in the backfield. He sees the run coming. Lovett goes from ten yards away from the line of scrimmage to two yards, like right in the hole, meets a pulling tackle, and like doesn't hesitate. And that's some. It's impressive. It's yeah. impressive. He, but as Soup said, he just needs the reps. Good that he gets two weeks to really see a lot of different looks against uh, uh, Miami of Ohio and Youngstown State. Yeah, not Miami of Ohio, Youngstown Northern State, and Northern Illinois. Yeah. Teej, buddy, or uh, no, the, can't miss this one. Justin truly loves the cats. What a fella! So that's a really weird way to say Justin doesn't hate the cats. We'll be getting you saying no, go big blue in no time. In Neg- no time, negative. Gotta get you up to the Krog for a game though. Yeah, oh, I definitely want to go to the Krogue for a game. Uh, nooner. It is going to be weird that, like, and it should be this for UK football. But I, I can imagine Scoots going to, like, a UK, South Carolina, or Mississippi State game and being like, wow, this is big-time college football. Opposed oh, yeah. to what he's kind of used to. Well, I saw uh, Indiana-Cincinnati. I went to that a couple of years ago. That was big. <sighs> was it? 
That was almost a sellout. Yeah, but like, have you have you ever been to a big? St- have you have you been to a, a big football game outside of value? I have not. No. Yeah, like that. You don't know what real football is. Like like Florida, ninety thousand people where you can't hear like the person next to you. That's that's big football. Yeah, it's a little different. And I will say that like I'm not I'm as much as I want it to be, and I think Kentucky's taking the steps to do as such. I'm not saying UK is. Brian Denny Stadium on a Saturday. Yeah, yeah. But right. that being said, you can get similar atmospheres. I mean, that UK Georgia game in 2018. UK was Florida just last year night yeah. game. That oh, was yeah. that was an awesome, awesome. You'll get great ones. It's just it's not maybe as consistent. Sun is regular, mm-hmm. right? Right. And it's smaller. You know, about, adding thirty thousand people to the fold, forty thousand people to the fold, it does make a difference. How about if they're undefeated at the time, we'll go to Georgia. I mean, that ticket you're not going to be able to get scoots. TJS season tickets. I'll just go in place of his wife. I don't think she would care to go anyways. But yeah, we could we could work that. You should try to find either you know, actually, I I'm, I'm not going to be able to go to the Mississippi State game. You can have my two tickets for that one. No, I don't want that one. Why not? That I want Georgia. It's a huge it's a game. Big one. If I'm going State to a Kentucky that's not game, not out of Kentucky last year, there's going to be a revenge factor. I love how stuck up you're being now, Scoots. He's trying to offer you yeah. tickets to a great yeah, football you know, you game. You don't get them anymore. But yeah. I want I want a game that means something, you know. I, if I if I'm if I'm going to a Kentucky tonight? game, I want Kentucky Georgia with a championship. He's trying, to He's trying to rile us up and it's working, unfortunately. <laughs> yep. It's working, unfortunately. You know what always works is popping open the Thornton's app before I stop into my local Thornton's mm-hmm. because yesterday uh, I was on my way to Lexington. It's like, all right, let me get a coffee, going to get a breakfast burrito, really be set, start my day the right way. Fill up on gas. Check my app. I've got ten cents off a gallon waiting for me. I mean, can't ask for much better than that. No, you can't. Especially gas prices. While they are, ooh, I filled up for three oh six in Pleasureville. Wow, that sounds pleasurable. It was very pleasurable. (laughs) But Thornton's, they will make it even cheaper for you wherever you find gas. I wasn't far off, and I was in the city. Right, it was Mm -hmm. like three twenty five for me because I got my ten cents off, and then I get five more off for. Using their uh, 88, uh, great deal at Thorns. Thanks for texting in the Thorns text on 502-414-1450. Okay, the end of the game was way worse. Seattle had over a minute on fourth down and two timeouts, didn't call one. They were trying to run a play, and it got so late in the play clock, they had to call a timeout. Ooh, yikes. Idiots. So they were either confused or decided to run the clock down as far as possible and kick. Yeah, thanks for that, Texter, because I I drank a few platties last night, so... (laughs) Memory a little hazy, but yeah, it was. It was like two minutes left. They let it go all the way down. Um, it was wild. But it says Seattle had over a minute on fourth down. Do they mean Denver? Denver, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, we missed one. Teej, buddy, I'll have to take your word for it on the alligator meat. You didn't steer me wrong on Salsarita, so I'll side with you on this one. That's from Beezy. Oh, yeah, alligator meat's very good. It Beezy. is so good, yeah, Beezy. Yeah. And Beezy, yeah, I think you actually tweeted that like it looked gross. Was- I don't know how you think bacon-wrapped alligator could look gross, but... Uh, it's 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 amazing. Is BZ the one that said he is full time Salsaritas guy now? Uh, doubt it because he lives in Eastern Kentucky. Yeah. Mm, some, well, somebody on Facebook posted yesterday. They are done with their Mexican chain. Their Salsaritas from here on out, as they should be. It's uh, cheaper. It's much better. Better quality food. Mm-hmm. Fresh. Really, really. You don't call yourself too. the Fresh Mexican Grill without that bad boy being fresh. Salsa so good it's in their name. Um, but. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm not going to describe the gator meat well, but it is it does stand out different than amongst the other meats you've eaten, and it's not very gamey. I think that's the key because some of those yes. exotic meats can be hard to chew on, mm-hmm. or like it just has a weird texture to it. Um, I know, like if you get certain cuts of deer, that might be the case for some folks. Ooh, I like venison. I my least favorite meat 
and I, I will try pretty much anything in the meat department. I just cannot get on board with lamb. Oh, really? Just can't do it. I'll try well, it. And if somebody's like, it, you got to try my lamb, I will. I'll is it, try is it. Is it the chops or mutton barbecue that you don't like? It's the chops. See, I, all right, I can see chops because it is a I've different. Had mutton, mutton, barbecue. mutton barbecue. It's like Owensboro and it's shredded, very good, very oh, smoky. Okay. Um, that sounds awesome. Yeah. I could see duck, duck's a little greasy, so I could see why people wouldn't. I think like, duck is good, but it, it's it's that's it's, that's gamey. What yeah. are y'all's thoughts Time on squirrels? Never had squirrels. Never had squirrels. Really? And I think that would be that would be one that would probably be. I've squirrels had, pretty I've good. Had, I've had opossum before. Ooh. Like what what place is it that's got all the weird meats? Game. Game. Game yeah. serves a possum. They did like they'll have specials. Like they'll huh. just bring. I've had ostrich. You know. Um, Oh, bison though, one of the best. Uh, that's like the best. That is the best. Yeah, it's so freaking good. It is. It is so. Oh good. man, a texture. Now I'm getting hungry. You guys remember the Dennis Miller era of Monday Night Football? Did not translate well. We're not that old, texture. No, I don't. When was that? It was. It had to be early '90s, late '80s. That was. Yeah, that was before our time. Yeah. Uh, what do we got next? So was Rodriguez cleared by the NCAA or just the university? Mark Stoops didn't get into any details. He's moving on. Said it is what it is. No, you guys got a job to do, but I'm not getting into it. In 2000, ABC hired comedian Dennis Miller as a color commentator for Monday Night Football. He Jeez. joined in the booth by Al Michaels and Dan Fouts. Dan Fouts, what an idiot. That guy sucked at his job. <laughs> God, terrible. Which one are we on now? If you don't know anything about Breaking Bad, then Better Call Saul spoils it. Mm, good call. Yeah, but no, you can make a case that if you watch Better Call Saul, like, there are spoilers both ways. Like, Breaking Bad would spoil things for Better Call Saul. Absolutely. As well. Yeah. yeah. It's vice versa. Yeah. And better call so if you watch Better Call Saul first, yes, it would spoil some things in Breaking Bad. But if you watch Breaking Bad first, it spoils a ton in Better Call Saul. It's almost the whole premise of the show. There should be a website that tells you what episodes to watch of what so they link up. Whoa. That would be a good I bet I bet it may it may be out. Or you there. like bounce back and forth between yeah. them because uh-huh. we that would be awesome Because we did that with um during the pandemic, we did the Avengers in chronological order, like of like there was the a actual... Google like page where it was like, "Here's how you should watch Avengers," so it yeah. all makes sense from a timeline standpoint. Yeah, yeah that I was... bet you could do that with Breaking Bad and Better Call That'd Saul. That'd be fun. But like the first fifteen episodes would probably be Better Call Saul. It's it's almost like a like a reference point, like the Marvel movies. Yeah, there's yeah. a website mm-hmm. that tells you which order to watch them in. Mm-hmm. Did we read the so uh, Rodriguez cleared by the NCAA? Or we did read University? that. We uh, are to the Texas says Brad White is an awesome coordinator, but do we need to judge him a bit for giving up seventeen to Spencer Petras in Iowa? Do you remember how many people were hurt for that game? Like DeAndre Square had to go into the game with like an a, a bum ankle. He could hardly walk after yeah. the game. He was on crutches. They were very thin. That's what I don't made think that you can... square interception so cool. Yeah, yeah. They were very thin in that game. Mortis throw is a true freshman playing significant snaps. He says uh, also would Stoops if Stoops ever left, would Brad be the favorite to replace Stoops? Well, that's um I know folks would get horrified by the coach and waiting thing, but No, we don't need to be doing a coach and waiting. We don't need to be doing it, but that young. I, I do think that uh the good thing is Brad is in a spot where I think Kentucky can pay him enough, and he likes he likes Lexington. He likes working for Mark Stoops. He he can be a head coach somewhere, but I think it has to be a right fit. I don't I don't know how many coordinator jobs he's going to leave for. You know, so yeah, I, I don't. I, but he, but if like if Stoops left tomorrow, it's Brad's job. Like if he decided like I'm the winningest coach ever, I took Kentucky to the playoffs this year. I'm riding off in the sunset. I'm, I just want to retire early, let my brother Bob. Like he would he would do that. And hand the keys to Brad, and things would be pretty seamless. I would not be against that, but 
UK football is a different level. I would think it'd be worth it to, you know, at least see what proven head coaches would potentially be interested in the job. I'm not saying I would not want Brad White, but I, I would want a pretty thorough national search because this ain't this ain't when UK had to hire Stoops. Stoops reached out to UK, you know, like it, and people weren't overly thrilled about the hire. Some were, some weren't. But I would I would think that you could maybe get somebody better than Brad White, but if that's who you ended up with. This defense has just been a real treat to watch, so I'd be cool with that. I will uh, say that – Things we don't have to worry they, about. They sh- the next head coach should be a defensive coordinator, though, because I think the formula – I agree. Is I agree with that. Because you, you're much more attractive hiring an offensive coordinator, like do with the pro-style NFL thing, than you are with an offensive head coach. And I think culture is a big deal. So if you could keep the culture Kentucky currently has, you know, being right. tougher than the, your opponent, mm-hmm. hitting people, blah, 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 all those cliches. Let's keep rolling. John here, roll calling. Good morning to all. Glad that we at least have a date marked on the calendar that Mr. Rodriguez will be back. Hey, I might be alone on this island, but we just might be the best team in college football. We have the best QB and running back in college football. We have a top 10 coach and staff. I feel like our defense is top 10 as well. We will be a part of of we will be a part of the college football playoffs and we will win the national championship we'll get to go talk to you later like the enthusiasm john i hope you're right buddy Uh, i do like that you say that will levis is the best quarterback in the country but uk's defense is only top 10 (laughs) (laughs) buenos dias mis amigos alex from colga here with your quarterly reminder that you all are awesome and the show is great and i think i speak for all of us when i say thank you for all that you do last week in the great Apple debacle of 2022, I was thankful I moved over to Spotify so I didn't miss an episode. All right, enough ass-kissing. In the spirit of not being too gushy, suck it, Trevor, you ignoramus Louisville fan. I hope Scoots obliterates you with that Eastern Michigan bet. Yeah! I think we all do. Yeah. It'll be over in mid-January. Don't you worry about it. And, Alex, thank you for saying that. I appreciate it. I'm somebody, like, the podcast that I listen to outside of my sports world, a.k.a. my dorky history podcast, I reach reach out to those people and let them know how much I appreciate their work and thankful for what they do. So it's really nice hearing it from other people as well. It just makes you feel good. So thank you for that, Alex. Um, speaking of big bets on teams winning games, uh, one of my friends about two or three weeks ago was drunk on a bachelor party, bet <laughs> a, a loser Notre Dame football UK basketball fan that Kentucky would win more football games than Notre Dame this year. Whoa! Very substantial bet. And the Marshall win and the Kentucky win over Florida Really, yeah. uh, that would change the juice of Vegas had a lot on those bad boys. Notre Dame, they they've got a pretty tough schedule. So. Yeah, yeah, and their quarterback's out for the year basically now. So and their backup was not good. Not good. And their starter wasn't really all that great. Yeah. So rough start for Marcus Freeman. Yeah. Uh, texter on the Thorns text line says after the Florida game, got to say not bad for a basketball school. Agree mostly on Stoops, uh, but money talks, and you all know that. Yeah, it does. Like Stoops leaving, I guess. is. Yeah, but the thing is, let's outpay. Let's outpay. There's a few maybe that UK could not outpay, but the I think most they could. And then Mm -hmm. if push came to shove, you you go to – you say, hey, Joe, you tell the wife the governor's campaign's got to be put on pause. We need this cash for Mark Stoops. (laughs) And they would – you know, if they care about about the state like they say they do. (laughs) (laughs) More important than Mark Stoops is our head football coach than Mm -hmm. you being governor. (laughs) Most definitely. Uh, Hey, Bellas, Brad from Bellbrook here with two cupcakes coming up on the schedule. Do you think it's like we see some more fullback in the upcoming weeks? I love that position. 
get more involved in the office, especially with Chris coming back. Imagine Justice Dean going barely full speed through the hole with C-Rod trucking right behind him. Sheesh. That's a big one. Uh, I love it. Yeah, I, I'm all for it. I don't know if you will or won't, but allow me to take this time just to say, like, UK's tight ends. Yep. can never remember. Like, Jacob Tammy was amazing. But he was one guy. But he was one guy. Yeah, having and, a bunch of them is a lot of fun. And Scangarella sure does know how to use them. It's almost like he uh, coached Kittle for a couple of years. Hey, fellas, I took a couple days to rewatch the Florida game. This has probably been covered, but I have three quick hitters. I think our retooling of the offensive line wasn't just personnel. It was also run, game, scheme with more power and counters. Yeah, you come down to something there. That version of Smoke was what I thought he would be. The only thing missing was a big explosive yeah, run. Yeah, like one huge like 40-yard gain. That was the only thing missing from Saturday. Walker is that dude, my God, that Florida offensive lineman was tossed to the side like a TJ's banana shot. <laughs> Speaking of which. Uh, uh, uh. Whoa. Whoa, that was whoa. your worst miss of all time. You've been left in waste it, it, was well on the, it was well on the money, but I overshot it by a good five <laughs> yards, potentially. Wow. He's been lifting weights. That good thing a wall there. Not five yards, but probably two yards. If Appreciate the wall it, wasn't there, it might have been five. Yeah. Here's yeah. the throw. <laughs> the good old carpet wall in there. Text from the Thornton text line says, Indiana, Cincinnati. I just spit out my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that big time football game, it's Indiana, great, Cincinnati. It was it was a top 15 matchup. <laughs> it was great atmosphere. How many people are, are left in the Survivor League? LOL, I haven't checked. Uh, here you go. I got them for also, you. Also, what a crock of sh- Ooh. Ooh. It's not. That you can't get in a Survivor League after the first game. Yeah, that is correct. Like, should we just ignore that one and just make another one? Yes. <laughs> yes, we should. Because here are your stats 31 people knocked out this week. There are 18 left. Yikes. <laughs> That's a horrible first week. <laughs> this was so bad. Jeez, that is horrible. Oh, man. Oh, we got so 50 bad. active players. Yeah, one of them didn't make a pick. All right, everybody have a great Tuesday. I think we read all the texts. God, this goober. We'll be back with an albino squirrel update tomorrow for (laughs) you. We'll get to the bottom of that. And uh, anything to look for tonight, Roush? Who's talking today at football? Offense. Offense? Yeah, I bet there will be some fun quotes from that. All right, everybody have a great day. Thanks for listening. Thanks for texting into the Thornton's text line. We'll see you on Wednesday. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Bro, in the wind.